I hope, I hope that is something we never get used to. The fact that we get to be together this morning, we get to sing together, we get to worship God together, we get to learn together. I, I truly hope this is something we never take for granted, we never get used to. It's incredible to get to spend this morning with you. And, and this morning, we're taking a little bit of a break from our Acts series that we've been in. If you're new uh, here with us today, we've been in the book of Acts, and we've been studying it chapter by chapter. Last week, we just finished chapter 17. Next week, we're going to jump into chapter 18. But this week, a little bunny trail that we're taking off because I want to share some things with you um, concerning uh, the, the last couple of years, what's been happening here at the chapel, and looking forward at the next couple of years, what what we see God moving us in. And so today, a few minutes to just share some vision updates with you um, as we, as, as we uh, are gathered here together. And so our mission here at the chapel has not changed. It has been the same from the beginning, and that is to help people move one step closer to God and to each other through Christ. In fact, many of you might not know if you haven't been around the chapel for a long time, but the chapel began in a living room. It was, it was the living room, and, and Pastor uh, Bill Schroeder was the lead pastor, and, and at the time, this small group of people gathered together and said, what would it look like for a church to be like this church in Acts that we've been studying? What would it look like to have a group of people that truly loved one another, who cared for one another, who served one another, and the community who helped people move one step closer to God and to each other through Christ. What would that look like? And as they gathered and they talked, that small group of people, it grew and it grew to the fact that they had to expand into a school. And then there was a building on Columbus Avenue they were in. And then we went to Sandusky Campus and then Norwalk Campus and now Port Clinton Campus. It's continued to grow, which is awesome. We love to see the grow, we love to see people coming and people taking steps closer to God and to each other through Christ. That is our mission. However, one thing we discovered as we grew and we grew bigger it is important for your roots to grow deep as well. You can't just grow wide without growing deep. And so we said, look, over these next couple of years, our vision 2023 was we need to grow deeper. Too. That way, when the storms come and the winds hit and it starts shaking, we cannot be toppled over because we will be firm on our foundation. And so we said we need to grow deeper. Why? Because we know that Matthew says when the seed falls on good soil, it represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much has been planted. We know the importance of being healthy and we want to be a healthy church and so we said what does that look like if people are going to continue to come and people are going to continue to take steps closer to God and to each other through Christ what does that look like what do we need to do what are the roots that need to be strengthened so this is what I want to share with you today and, and, and we, 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 we put together these six Vision roots, right, that we call them. Roots to focus on, focus time and attention on. That way we could get stronger and stronger. So we focused on building a culture of family. We focused on 
becoming more like Jesus. We focused on equipping the next generation. Number four was cultivating healthy relationships and then gaining financial wisdom and finally engaging our, our neighborhoods, our communities, and our world. And look, so this today I want to share with you about all these things. I kind of feel like I'm going to open a fire hose into your face today, so just be, be ready for all this stuff. But it's important for you to know so that we can move forward together. It's important for us to celebrate what Jesus, what God has done over these years. It's important for us to see where he's leading us in the future. So this is an important uh, topic for us to look at this morning together. And obviously, because of time, unless you're willing to stick around for the next three hours with me, I'm just going to kind of skim through some of this stuff. I can't hit it all. So some of these things I'll focus on. Some of them I'll kind of gloss over. But even if I'm glossing over, if you have questions or comments, and of course, always glad to talk to you. But for the sake of this morning, here we go. Hang on. First, vision root. Building a culture of family. Here you see Dawn with a couple of our girls at mixed camp. This is a, a, a vision route I'm particularly fond of. One, because I am on the team for this vision route, so I'm particularly fond of it. But because it is so critical to the health of our church. We know just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Listen, you know as well as I do that family can be crazy. Family can be hard. There can be struggles in family. We don't always see eye to eye. Sometimes we don't even get along. But at the end of the day, we're family. We're together. We have each other's backs. We support one another. We care for one another. We love one another. At the end of the day, no matter what it is that I've gone through, I know that I can come home and be accepted and be loved and be cared for. And so we said, you know what, what we want to see happen is that every single person that steps foot into the chapel would step in and go, ah, I'm home. I'm here. This is my family. This is where I belong. And so we said, what... What do we need to do? Well, here's what has happened over the last year and a half or so. Some of the things we've, we've done together. We started a cancer care ministry. A, a, an amazing woman in our church had a heart for people with cancer, had a heart for their families and their kids and those struggling with that. And she said, I want to do something about it. We said, yes. And we got behind her. And now we do Blessings of Hope Cancer Care Ministry. It's an awesome thing. Um, we've developed two new classes um, the Exploring Christ in the membership class. This is a class where we've said, the Exploring Christ class, where we said, look, we know people have questions about Jesus, and sometimes you don't always feel safe to ask them. We want a safe place for you to come, and let's, let's explore together. Let's look at who is Jesus and, and ask some questions. And so we have this class, and then we had our membership class that is going to be coming up here shortly in the fall that, that we've been doing as well, which has been fantastic. Um, we've implemented a new baptism follow-up. If you've been baptized here in the last year or so, you've probably gotten a letter from me, maybe even multiple letters from me, just to encourage you, just to say, hey, here's what it looks like to be following Jesus after baptism. Here's some of the struggles you might be facing after baptism. I want to help through those things. So you've probably gotten those, and we're going to continue to do that more and more. And 
And these are some of the things we've wanted to do. Vision route number one, build a culture of family. Here's some of the stuff that's happened over the last year and a half or so. Vision route number two, becoming like Jesus. You know, if you are a Christ follower, then you know how, how following Jesus isn't just always a straight line, is it? Sometimes it's a journey. It's an adventure, I would say. Because sometimes it gets hard and we take two steps forward and we might take one step back and two steps forward and it zigzags around. But the goal of our lives is to become more and more like Jesus. And so in 1 John it even says those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Every single day I want to wake up and be more like Jesus. This is, this is our goal. So how have we accomplished this in the last year and a half? Well, we don't brag about numbers very often here at the chapel. However, these numbers are worth bragging about. 175 people at all three campuses have been baptized in the last year and a half. Isn't that incredible? 175 people said yes to taking that step closer to Jesus and saying, I am with him. I want to follow him. Uh, uh, 1,300, over 1,300 people receive our Beyond the Weekend devotionals. These are devotionals the pastors write twice a week. Send them to your email. Now, I know I don't brag about this number very much because you, if you send out emails, you know the likelihood that somebody's actually going to read it, right? Well, the exciting thing about this number is that as of last week, a thousand people actually opened the email. Now, I don't know if they read it, but they opened it. That was exciting to us to say, man, we put in a lot of work helping people during the week, and a thousand people opened that. Um, we created an all-church reading plan for Acts in your welcome program. We have every week a reading plan for us to follow so that we can be together in this, so that we can be on the same page, so that we can be following along in Scripture together Here's some of the stuff that you've seen happen over the last year and a half or so, which means this, that we want to focus, that we need to focus on in the next uh, a bit of time, in the next year or two, we want to focus on incorporating ways to serve together. We hired Brittany Wadsworth to be our um, volunteer coordinator. That means that her job is specifically to get with people to figure out what are their gifts, what are their abilities, what are their passions, where can I plug them in? Because there has to be a spot for every person to serve. And we want to find what that is. And maybe it's your small group serving. Maybe it's your family serving. What does that look like? Brittany's working on that as we speak. We want to develop campus-specific opportunities to connect together. That's why we did our, our, our picnic this year. Because that gave us a chance to come together, to spend time together, to get to know one another better. We want to do more things like that. We need to elevate prayer and care needs. Listen, I will be the first to admit, as our church grows, it is getting harder and harder to keep up with care needs. And I know, I know that balls have been dropped and people have been missed. And I tell you, please, it is not intentional. It is never our heart, but it's happened. And I, and I can own that. We need to do better. And quite honestly, as we grow, it can't all fall on the pastor's shoulders. It's all of us caring for each other. It's all of us caring. When you know a need, care for it. 
and, and we want to get better. We want to elevate our prayer team. We need to grow. We want to bring more people on to pray for these needs every single week when you fill out your prayer cards and, and drop them in. People are praying for those. We need to elevate that. Um, offering more resources to grow deeper throughout the week. That, you know, Joe, Pastor Joe's working on some of those things with some videos online or some social media posts to help us throughout the week. There's just some different things we need to focus on if we're going to keep getting better and better. Now, those are the first two vision roots. Are you still with me? I know this is a lot. I know this is a lot, but let me jump into vision route number three. Here we go. Equipping the next generation. Look, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate because, listen, for many of us in this room, it's not going to be me and you leading this church in the next few years. It's going to be the next generation leading this church. You and I aren't going to be here. They are. So it's on us to encourage them, to teach them, to equip them, to give them what they need to succeed so that when we're not here anymore, they can just run and they are going to do incredible stuff. And so we said, Psalm 78, this is our heart. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power, about his mighty wonders. This is on us to share who Jesus is, who our God is with them. We just declared together how great is our God. We need to lift our voices so that our kids, our next generation, can take the lead in this when we're no longer here to do so. And they're starting right now. Here's some of the stuff we've done. We recently hired a family ministry director. This is Jen Rawson. She stepped in to look at what does our kids department look like from birth to elementary school, to middle school, to high school, and beyond. How does it connect? How does it flow? How can we take our kids from point A to point B? What do we want them to learn? How can we teach them so that they are ready to go? Jen's working on that. We developed Orange-tober. Remember last October, we called it Orange-tober? If you're not, um, if you're just recently new to the chapel, or what you call an orange church, which means we, we have the family, which represents red, and the church, which represents yellow. And when you bring red and yellow together, you get orange. When we know we are better when we are working together, our kids' success skyrockets when the church and the family come together. That's called orange. We even, uh, a few weeks ago, had a fifth Sunday, orange Sunday. We had kids on stage, and, and we want to continue to do more of that. Ninety people attended our first ever parenting class. Pastor Todd and Lisa taught. Ninety parents said, I care, and I want to be better. And it was incredible to see that happen. This is equipping our next generation. We all should be passionate about this. And then we move on to vision root four, cultivating healthy relationships. We know relationships are hard. We know they can be messy, right? But they're important. We're in this together, and we want healthy relationships. Imagine, imagine with me, if every relationship you had was run through this filter of Ephesians chapter 4. If your work relationships, your family relationships, if your church relationships, if all of your relationships ran through this filter, to always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, make allowance for each other's faults, because 
of your love. Can you imagine how our relationships would, would change and grow if this was, if this was our filter? That, that, that's, that's our goal. And so we said, what, how? How? So the last year and a half, you've noticed some of these things. You've noticed 150 women that came to our Fast Friends and Fiesta the women who came to say, I want to I grow in my relationships. And they got to know one another, spent time with one another, they had fun with one another, worshipped with one another. Um, we hosted here at our Norwalk campus, it was so cool, a, a second annual Valentine's Day gathering for widows and widowers. You know, some of us don't even think about this. Valentine's Day, the day we spend with our love, and it's fun and it's exciting. But there's a whole group of people who Valentine's Day lost their love, and it's hard. We said we need to care for those people. And it was such a special event. Um, we had candies. The Candy Hut gave candy. We had pies and cakes. We all pigged out till we were sick. We had a great time together. Um, so we're going to continue to do that. 190 people attended our marriage conference with the Smallies last year. 190 people said, I want my relationship with my husband, my wife to be better, to be stronger. We said, that's we're so glad that's happening. And so we look at these things and we thank the Lord for what he's done. And, and our women's ministry is thriving Paul and Mary are doing a great job with that. They're going to continue to do more. And I thought, well, I could just tell you everything or I could let them share with you. So I'm going to let Paul and Mary share with you what's up with women's ministry. Check this out. Ready? I mean, it's already recording. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, all these got the pumps. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Hi, I'm Paula Lapata, and I lead women's ministry at the chapel. My name is Mary Manuela, and I'm the Women's Ministry Mentor. We're really excited to share with you what we have in store for women's ministry this upcoming year. We took a little bit of a break, but now we're back um, in gear, and we're excited for the fall. So we're going to kick off with Renewed. Renewed will be September 13th from 6 to 7.30 at the Sandusky Campus Worship Center. Yeah. Renewed is a large group for women. It's open to all women. And we gather together, and we are in the worship center here in Sandusky, and we um, listen to great worship music, and we have some messages, and there's always an element of fun there. It's a great place to bring your friends. For sure. Um, unlike last year where we met with Renewed every month, going forward into this year, we're going to meet with Renewed every other month. And on the opposite months, we are going to do campus-based events just for women. And we feel like that's a great way for women to get to know women at their own campus that they see on the weekends or invite your friends in from the area. Um, it's just a really effective way to kind of grow deeper on a smaller level. So we'll have plenty of opportunities for that. It'll look a lot like our Fast Friends Fiesta did this past summer, where it was the same event at the same day, the same time, but just at the three different campuses. Yeah. And don't worry, I know it sounds like a lot of changes, but we're creating a master schedule that will get into your hands and you'll know the dates and times of all of the renewed 
and all of the separate campus events as well. And we're really also excited because we're going to launch women's small groups here in the fall. So we're busy gathering small group leaders. We'll have different days, different times, different studies to offer to you women to choose from because we really believe that women can grow closer in a small group as they study God's word, as they share their hearts, their burdens, their struggles. That's where I know we've grown the most. So we're really excited to put that out to you. And we'll have a small group launch at that first renewed on September 13th, but we'll also put it out there to the church, to social media with a text in option so that you can text Text right in, see the options for small groups, and you can sign up just like that. Yeah, and until then, be sure to connect with us on our Facebook page, The Chapel Women's Ministry, or you can jump on our email list by texting the word register to 504-1777. And don't be afraid to reach out to Mary or myself. We're happy to answer your questions. We want to connect you. We want to see women grow. We want to see them grow in the word and grow closer to one another. Yeah, I know that was a lot to take in, and you might have missed it. So we have a table in the atrium with, with the men, women's ministry and MOPS info. Stop out and grab that on your way out, as well as one of these things we said with our marriage ministries are, are, is how powerful it is to see our couples coming together. And so our marriage team has put together a schedule of events for this next year, um, starting in September, the first Friday of every month, and there is a list of events that we're doing um, for, our, for our marriages uh, at the Welcome Center. You can stop and pick up. And we've looked at these things and we said, okay, so what needs to be focused on in the next year or two? What does that look like? And we said, look, we got to continue to construct more classes for parents. We saw how successful that was. Parents want to get better. We want to do more in that way. We invited the Smallies back for our, a marriage conference in March. They did such a great job last year. Uh, a new curriculum for this year. They're coming back to be with us. We want to continue to unify family ministry efforts. We want to continue to create events to foster relationships, maybe father-daughter, father-son, mother-daughter, mother-son events. I don't know. Still working on some of those things, but those are things we want to focus on in the next year or two that we're going to see coming up. Those are your first four vision roots. <sighs> Breathe. We still good? You still with me? Okay, jumping in. Vision route number five. Gain financial wisdom. We know how important this topic is because over and over and over in Scripture, in fact, it is the most common talked about theme in Scripture is our finances because I think there's something powerful that God knows, that where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. And so we want to look at what does it mean to be good stewards? What does it mean to be generous? What does it mean... Uh, um, to take care of the resources that God has given us and how to use those. And so we said as a, chat, as a church, what, what sort of things can we do? Well, we've captured and shared video testimonies that we've shared with you. Remember, we shared with you a video of young Sayla from our church who had a garage sale and gave all her money to Abigail Pregnancy Center. We've shared stories of, with you of families who have become debt-free. We've shared, we call them generosity stories with you. We want to encourage you with those stories. We've incorporated biblical generosity principles within all ministries. That means our kids are learning about being generous, are learning about saving, are learning about being good stewards. Are, there's giving 
giving jars for them to begin learning those principles. Uh, um, we've offered numerous financial classes for the, for the 60 plus. We've had Medicare classes and, and uh, 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 Medicaid and legacy giving. In fact, coming up, we're going to offer a, a class on recession-proofing your budget. As our economy is wavering, let's make sure that we're solid. So we're going to offer that class that's coming up. You'll see all these things. And here's the, here's the deal. Again, we don't show numbers very often, but these numbers are critical for you to know. Yeah, they're important for me to share. Because the chapel has not been debt-free. And we talk about the importance of debt-free. And we thought, how can we do that? We're not. We have a mortgage. Did, did you know that? Sandusky Campus is not paid for. Norwalk Campus is not paid for. We have mortgages. Thank the Lord, Port Clinton is. That is such a blessing. But we said, we need to do better as a church. What, is it, what would it look like for us to be debt-free as a church? So I want to share with you some numbers we don't normally share, but they're so critical, you need to know them. Uh, over the last year and a half, a million dollars has been given to reduce our mortgage debt. It's incredible. 350 different families have given toward that reduction. There's been $900,000 or more saved in interest payments by paying this off early. That means that's money that isn't going to the bank. That is money that, is, that we are saving to put back into ministry here at the chapel. 12 years is the number. 12 years that, that we, we expect to pay the mortgage off earlier than expected. Now, this means this. This, this number is critical. That means that $250,000 a year that we normally put towards paying off mortgage debt is now ours to reinvest and put back into ministry inside and outside these walls. Can you imagine what we can do with that money? Imagine the things, we, we start dreaming, it becomes exciting. And so these are, these are critical. We wanted to make sure you were aware of these, and I want to share a little bit more about that in just a moment. But let me finish this vision route six, engaging our neighborhoods, communities, and world. You know, this is Acts chapter one. We've been in this. We know that we've been told we are witnesses. We are to tell people about Jesus everywhere, whether it's at our homes or whether it's our communities or whether it's around the world. This is on us, and it's a mission that we've taken seriously. We want to make sure that we are a church that is doing this. And so over the last year and a half, we've launched the church has left the building. Remember this? We shut down church on a weekend. People think we are crazy, but we locked the doors and said, no, no, don't come here. Go out in the community and serve other people. Love other people. Show them what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We did that. We hosted a worship experience with New Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church at our Sandusky campus. A church that doesn't look like us, sound like us, or act like us came, and together in unity, we worshiped. It was a powerful night. We just last weekend, we participated in Love Norwalk. Joe shared with you the highlights of that. It was incredible. Um, Port Clinton is doing this thing called Wings and Worship, where they literally sit around and eat wings and close the road down and worship together. Come on, Norwalk. We got to get on board with that for crying out loud. Wings and Worship, yes. And so that means over the next couple years, this is what we want to focus on. 
It's what we need to focus on. Partnering with Habitat for Humanity to build a home. In fact, this happens this weekend in Sandusky. I went to a Sandusky campus last night because I wanted to spy on Pastor Eric giving the same message so I could cheat and make it better. And, um, and, 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 and the home is built in the parking lot. It's really cool. And they're going to be taking it down on Wednesday and moving it to the location where it's going to end up. Um, this is something I'm super excited about. We're going to need everyone in this room's help for this. Uh, in February, we're hosting a night to shine for... Jesus, uh, so cool. For our friends with special needs, this is Tim Tebow's foundation where he gives prom to special needs people. And, um, and we are hosting one of those events in Norwalk and in Sandusky, hosted by the chapel. So stinking cool. Um, and then hosting a global missions conference in October. We have lots of our missionaries coming to share about what's going on around the world. We're going to offer more financial classes, and we want to pay off the mortgage by the end of 2022. Now here's a little, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell you or not, so if I'm not, just keep it between us. But I think if, if all stays on track, the mortgage, our mortgage is gonna be paid off in October. October. Yeah. The, I, I mean, I mean, I mean do, you, do, you, do you know what that, that means? What we can, what we're gonna be able to, to do. That, that, that allows us to dream. That allows us to start thinking of, man, what, are, what, are, what could we be doing that we're not now? And so the pastors and the elders and some of the staff have gotten together to dream about what it would look like to have these, these extra finances to use for ministry. And, and, and I'm opening this up to you. I, I, we want ideas. And so here's some of the things We've been thinking about, um, nothing's in stone yet, nothing's worked out, this is just dreaming, I'm letting you in on, okay? Um, uh, we, we thought, we, want, we need to create a thriving men's ministry with that money. Women's ministry is rocking it. There's so many cool things for our women. Guys, there's nothing. We have nothing. We, we need stuff. We need to, to, to come alive and be the leaders of our family that God has called us to be, we need to be together. And so we said, we got to create some, some thriving men's ministry. We have to explore a new partnership with unreached people group. Jay told me, Pastor Jay said, there are still 7,000 unreached people groups in the world. 7,000 groups of people who've never heard about Jesus. That's unacceptable. We want to look at what it means to just connect with one more. Um, we, we thought... What would it look like if we constructed perhaps a multi-purpose building at one of our campus? That means, you know what, in the wintertime, we have a place for our kids to play dodgeball and basketball. We have a place for wedding receptions. We have a place. None of our campuses currently have space for any of that. None of them. What, what would it look like if we did? Perhaps. Just ideas. Um, we said we want to explore ways to reach out to the marginalized. We want to expand benevolence and financial stewardship. Having this, this extra from having our debt paid off is going to allow us to do some of these things we never thought possible. Um, we said we need to pursue relationships with college students and young adults. Look, I'm passionate about this because actually today, after church, I am running out as fast as we can because I'm taking my daughter back to college. Ugh. And, and I want her to know 
that she has a place here, that she has a church family that, that loves her, that cares for her, that is praying for her, so that when she comes home, she knows this is my place. I'm, I'm, I'm welcome here. These people care about me. We have a lot of college students going off. Unfortunately, we're not a college town, so a lot of our kids leave for college, and, and we need to keep connecting with them. We, we, we need to do better at that. And so we said, man, that is just something. We, we, let's, let's start thinking about what that looks like. So many things. I know, and I know I just kind of opened up a fire hose on you this morning, and I apologize, but the, you, you needed to know this stuff. It is important to let you in on what God has been doing and where we see him moving in the future because we're all in this together, right? And, and it's clear that from this vision, we're not done. We still have more work to do. The, the, the work continues, and, and, and so we, our roots need to continue to grow deeper. And I promise you, when our branches grow wide, we need deeper roots. But when our roots go deeper, our branches are going to go wide. That's just how it works. And I, and I hope when you hear these things and you see what's coming up, I hope that this excites you. I hope you leave this place today going, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm in. I hope. Because God is doing some incredible stuff. And our mission to help people move one step closer to God and to each other hasn't changed. And it won't. And our roots, we're going to keep growing. Our families, becoming like Jesus, equipping the next generation, cultivating healthy relationships, gaining financial wisdom, and engaging our neighborhoods, communities, and worlds. Let's work on this together. And I got to tell you, I love doing this with you. Many of you who have had such critical roles in this, I can't tell you how proud I am of you and the work that you've done. Let's, let's keep it up because there's more work to do, and I'm excited to do it. I hope you are too. Let me, let me pray as you go. Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you that I got to share some of these things today. Thank you that um, I get to share what you're doing, Lord. And ultimately, as we look to the future, Lord, we, we recognize you are the lead pastor of this church. It is not Todd and Eric, it is you. And we look to you for direction and guidance. So please help us, Lord. We lay all of these things at your feet and we look to you for ultimate approval and direction, Lord. We love you and may, through these efforts, Lord, may not just the chapel shine. That's not the ultimate goal, Lord. May you shine. May you continue to bring people closer to yourself. Will you continue to change lives? And Lord, I'm just happy that I can even be a part of it. Thank you. So we lay this at your feet and trust you and love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey, um, before you go, for all the women in the room... Green Circle donated some orchids to us today. If you're a woman, you'd like an orchid, take one on the way out. You're, you can have one. And then um, we'll see you next week.